0: There were so many people that helped me. They were my rocks. They were the physical rocks that God sent to me at the times that I needed them. And I'm forever grateful. I am grateful to these people because had it not been for their guidance, their love, and most importantly, their prayers, I don't know where I would be.
1: Welcome to the Hustle Differently podcast. I'm Adriana. and each episode, I chat with a millennial professional about defining moments in their careers that have shaped their faith and understanding of their identity. Which person had a huge impact in your career journey? You know, the day ones, the consistent person who stood by you during your victories, challenges, and those moments in between. I've been thinking a lot about this after my conversation with Ruth Annan. Ruth joins us on today's episode. She's the owner of Annan Productions, where she helps people share the most important moments in their lives through video, photography, and graphic design. Ruth has an incredible story. And in this episode, we talk about the ability to have courage and faith to confront tough experiences. The significance of the people shaping our lives and the ways they're impacted by our victories and struggles and navigating life as a working mom and business owner. All right, let's jump into the conversation. I want to start our conversation earlier in your professional journey and you figured out your passion and skill in video production while you were in high school and you had the opportunity to provide your video skills to kids and and sweet sixteens and then you went on to get your bachelor's degree in broadcast which really was like sound like a foundation for where you are now and in our early conversations you know by the grace of God you were able to overcome some challenges during your bachelor degree journey. And I, I kind of want to start there and hear a little bit more about that, the challenges, the victories, and what that experience was like for you.
0: Yeah. So you you really just recapped that so quick. I, I loved it. My journey, especially through my bachelor's, was very difficult. Difficult in many ways. And one of the ways was my overall status as far as being able to receive financial aid was a no-go. Like many others I'm sure that are probably facing this or have faced this before, I was a recipient of DACA. And so that meant that I could not have access to financial aid or certain scholarships. And so I was pretty much at the mercy of work and other people who were able to sponsor me in different ways. And that was probably the most challenging part of my journey, having to surrender to God and accepting help in any way, shape or form. I knew that broadcasting was my passion because I started that in high school. I went to an art school in Newark, New Jersey, by the name of Arts High School, and that's where I started television production. I actually also, during my high school journey, I was able to intern at a local television station, and that's where I learned all of what I know for the most part, which was great. Uh, It really helped me throughout my bachelor's, throughout my college years, if you will. And so having to work for my degree, was it was tough because I was getting up like at 5 a.m. going to work. And then I was going to classes during the afternoon. And then nighttime, I would get home like around 11 p.m. And I'd have to do it all over again. And a lot of the people that I went to school with did not know my struggles. (laughs) It was just something that my family and I and my close friends knew. I did have the help of someone that was very influential in my life. And he knew my situation and he made sure that he was able to help out as far as contacting friends that he knew that could, you know, help me with just being able to be paid for different jobs production wise. So I got the opportunity to actually be on awesome sets as a production assistant. And it was cool because I got to see a lot of what was going on in the industry. And also that was funding my, my studies really. Yeah, that's awesome. I mean, college
1: is hard in itself, right? Like the class aspect of it <laughs> and even the, the struggle. So, yes. And even the social aspect of it, but I think adding on the layer of figuring out like how you're going to pay for classes, knowing that college is such a big fundamental part of like the rest of your life, and your journey, I think for most people. And, and you talked about like that balance of having a full day, right? Like you're yes. working, you're in class, you're studying, and then you have social, like you want to hang out with your friends and, you know, and, <laughs> and, and stuff like that. So I think for you, like that balance, like what did that look like? And what was motivating and helping you
0: as you were kind of like going through that? So thankfully, my friends were friends that I came up with from like middle school, And they knew the situation and they understood. And in many times they actually came in clutch. Like they helped out a lot, whether it was like giving me rides to school or helping me out with lunch or, you know, just motivating me that was really what the balance was. Just having friends that knew what I was going through and were willing to help in any way, shape or form. Another way was church. So that was my outlet. Being able to have Sabbaths off, like the weekend was that, it was that time for that balance. And Pathfinders, being able to help out with the youth at my church, it was essential for me now that I look back and I even talk about it with my husband. I think to myself, like, if I didn't join those programs, if I didn't have those things, that access, then it would have probably made life a little bit darker for me, especially living in that duality of not having access to a lot of things, not having certain resources and having to kind of just go by that way. And my friends and church really were... It it was an essential part of my life as far as being able to still carry on and still enjoy the little bit of freedoms that I did have throughout my, I guess you can say, high school, college career. Even before I reached adulthood, because I had so many responsibilities, whether it was taking care of my siblings or helping my parents out with something, I always knew that Sabbath was special. Growing up back home in Africa, Sabbath was, we prepared for Sabbath beginning like Thursday, you know, it was pre, preparation day. <laughs> <laughs> and it was, it was great because it instilled in me the importance of this day that is coming that I just get to chill out. I just get to pause and moving to the States, it, it almost felt like the complete opposite. People were rushing through it or people around my age kind of felt like, oh, here we go again. And I'm like, what? Are you kidding me? Like, this is it. This is the time that you get to chill out and relax. So uh, that's what I want to add on regarding the the importance of the Sabbath.
1: Yeah. And I, I definitely want to hear more about that, because I know you mentioned that even after graduating from college, right, and looking for the right job, the right career, which all of us struggle with is like trying to find that like first job that's like perfect after college, right? But there's sometimes things that you have to give and take. And you talk about how for you, you wanted to glorify God and you didn't want to go against your morals when it came to identifying what stations were the best place for you to go after college. So I would love to hear a little bit more about that journey, finding or even landing that first employment. And like, what were those like, Morals and challenges that you kind of had to wrestle with to make sure that you didn't like break your covenant with God. I think that was the exact wording you used, like break your covenant with
0: God. (laughs) That's it. It's a covenant. It's a covenant. And I love the word that you used, wrestle. Oh man, like Jacob, I have wrestled with the Lord. Yes, that's (laughs) what I thought about. (laughs) Listen, I have wrestled with God and he knows my name. I just know he does. (laughs) Wow. How do I even break this down? The overall thing that happened to me as I was getting ready to graduate is that I knew I knew number one that the same God that had brought me through this entire time was the same God that was going to help me through the next phase of my life, and I had to honor that. My name is Ruth, and I take that very serious, like I am a loyal friend I- <laughs> I love it. (laughs) Names are so important not to, you know, go off track here, but I take that to my core and I understand that I cannot give in. I cannot give up when I have seen God show up so many different times for me. And when it came to finding a job, I love production with all my heart. I love the world of broadcasting. And there were so many opportunities out there between CNBC, CNN, MTV, BET, so many different places that I had access to, PBS. I mean, the list goes on. However, I knew that if I were to take those positions, if I were to take those jobs, I would have to compromise something that was very important to me, and that was the Sabbath, along with other things. And as hard as it was for me, I wrestled because I thought to myself, Lord, like if only I could get my foot in the door. But I thank God that I I had godly counselors around me, my parents, my friends who Many of them were not, they were not Christian. They were not Adventists, but they knew how much my faith meant to me. And they saw me at different stages of my life. And so it was interesting to see how they would encourage me and say, nah, you don't have to do this. Like God is going to show up for you. And it was such such an incredible moment to live because it was a testimony. It was like a live testimony happening right then and there. And so that's exactly what I did. I said, all right, if this right here is going to be the mountain, Lord, let it be, (laughs) let it be. Because there are so many people that are counting on this. I, I realized that it wasn't only about me anymore, especially when those friends started saying like, if this God that you worship is the God that has brought you through, he's got you. Just wait on it. And sure enough, I did. I actually graduated a semester early. From school. And so that meant that around December, I needed to figure out where I was going work wise. Because one thing about me is I'm always going to be doing something. And I didn't want to just sit out. I was like, Lord, I didn't come all this way to sit out. And my family started praying, my friends were praying and you know one day i just i heard something you know and it was to go on a particular website and the first email that i found was that email that i was going to send my resume to and that was going to be the place so i did that and i want to say maybe a few weeks later i got a call i got a call and they said to me We got your resume. We don't know how you knew that we were looking for someone like you with your very same descriptions, but we want to fly you out here for a week. And we want to do a trial, basically a trial interview where you're going to be in production. You're going to be directing live programs since you say you know how to do this stuff, right? (laughs) Wow, God. Yes, yes. (laughs) And and if you like it, we're going to hire you. And that's going to be that. I presented this. When this came up, my village was like, wow, just like what you say. Like, wait, what? And that's exactly what, what happened. I went out there. I showed what I was capable of doing with these very same hands that the Lord blessed me with and the talents that he gave me. And sure enough, that was January that I went out there. And they were like, we want you to come back. And I told them, all right, I'll be here a day after my birthday. And I was turning 21, and I did that. I, I got the job. It was my dream job at the time. It was. I was able to to just dive into my craft even more. I was working with crews of 15 to 20 people. I was directing. I was directing live programs for weeks at a time. It was amazing. I was traveling around the states. I loved every minute of it and it it was fitting it was fitting and I, I thank God for it. Wow, what a story I mean,
1: I love your point earlier about how much your friends who weren't even Christian, right? We're so involved in your journey, right? And even seeing the fruit of God in your journey. (laughs) Yes. And it just made me think how much of our stories are not just about us, right? And like the outcomes of our stories, even the blessings that come out of the trials that we face are not always about us, but they're opportunities for people to see the result of our faithfulness but also more importantly, the faithfulness of God and how he comes through in his promises. And wow, what a like testament of that, even in your story of how like that situation, you never really know how impactful it was or help people have a better understanding of like who God is.
0: Amen, amen. That That is so true. And at the time I didn't realize that that was what was happening to me and what was happening around me but as soon as I realized it, I just knew I really had to sink my feet in the ground. I was like, I ain't moving, Lord. Like until you bless me, I cannot move because it's no longer about me. Girl, you know, are <laughs> Jacob, for
1: real. <laughs> Cause
0: Jacob was like, I'm not gonna let go until you bless me. <laughs> Absolutely. And and it wasn't just the job, it was also other things happening nationally that would impact me being able to have a job, impact my status and the status of of millions of young people in America at the time. And it was like, God didn't just show up and say, okay, Ruth, here you go. It was like, here you go, here you go, here you go. So that no one could say, Oh no, that was by chance. No one could say, "Oh yeah, well, you know, eh, it happened to you." No, it it was God, and He, you know, He showed up over and over and over again. And and I'm I'm so blessed to be a vessel. That's what I always thank God for to be a vessel, because I understand that if He can still use me, there's still purpose for me here. Yeah, that's so very true, man. <laughs>
1: That has been reflected. On, that has been reflected on, too. I think no, that's so true. I, and I think even to your story and like that being committed, right? And I think that's sometimes like that's sometimes like really like the barrier that we we face. And I know like even in my own journey is like being committed. Like even when it's like you're kind of like unsure if like God is going to come through in the situation because you don't really see any. I mean, from the human eye, you don't really see what you're expecting to see to, like, confirm to you that, okay, like the blessing is coming, you know? Yes. Staying still and being firm. Right. And being consistent is always, I think, sometimes the barrier between seeing the blessing or like missing the blessing sometimes, you know? And I know that's like a tough thing, like and. Were there like people that really helped you in that journey? Was there a scripture? Was there something that really helped
0: you to continue to remain rooted in that faith that God was going to come through? Wow, that's a question. All right. That is a question. I don't even know how to unpack that. Take your time. (laughs) Thank you. Thank you. I will take my time. There were many people that helped me along this journey. And I will start with my grandmother. She is the definition of a leader, a Christian leader at that. And a lot of who I am, I know that it's a mix of her, my dad, and then everybody else. I don't want to leave anybody out of this one. But... She's been through so much. And at that point, I hadn't seen my grandmother at the point with the, the story about college and everything. I hadn't seen my grandmother. However, every time we talked on the phone, she would always remind me of God's goodness, all that he had done for us and, and how we need to just stand firm. And my parents as well, growing up here in a country that is not their own, right? Right us either. Their thing was always, you pray to God, know that he is with you, go to school. <laughs> that was always, that, that's the equation. There you go. For foreign parents that are Christians, I believe. And so that was something that I lived out throughout my life. And I still do to this very day. I would like to share scripture that really helped me out at different points of my life. Actually, I have two scriptures. And for my friends and family that know me, they know that my all time favorite scripture of the Bible is Romans eight thirty-one. If God is for us, who can be against us? That to me, I carried that like a torch and I, I never let it go. I carried that in my heart. I I wrote it everywhere, wherever I could. Like, if you find like my Bible from back in the day, my journals, my notebooks, sticky notes, it was everywhere. Like, because I just knew it. I truly believe in scriptures and I believe in just living them out, if that makes any sense. Like, if this is what it says, then this is what it's going to do. Another scripture that, that really has been helpful for me and was helpful for me throughout my journey is Joshua 1, verse 9. And it says, Have I not commanded you? Be strong and of good courage. Do not be afraid, nor be dismayed. For the Lord your God is with you wherever you go. During my journey with uh, moving from where I knew where I grew up to this new place where my job was. Two complete different worlds. Still in America, but one, I was coming from Brick City. I was coming from concrete jungle. I was coming from urban, urban, urban. And I I went to rural America, the sticks, if you will, where there was nothing out there but cows and haystacks and a few people sprinkled around. And so... Knowing that it didn't matter where I went, God was going to be there with me, for me. And he was already there before I got there. It was enough. It was all that I needed. I had many moments where I felt alone. I'd be driving. I would look to the side and I would picture Jesus sitting right there on the passenger seat with me in the car. Because that's, that's how low some of those moments got for me. I have two dear friends. They're much older than, than I am. But they were so they were incredible during that time of my life where I had to leave home and go elsewhere for work. And one of them, I'll, I'll say their names, Eleni and Fabiana. One of them said to me, you have to go. This is your desert moment. This is where the cloud picks you up and takes you wherever. And if you don't know about that story, you gotta look it up. The people of Israel, they were guided by the cloud and the cloud was God. And so that was my cloud moment. Anytime we talk about it, I always think back to that. He carried me and he continues to carry me. So there were so many people that helped me. They were my rocks. They were, they were the physical rocks that God sent to me at the times that I needed them. And I'm forever grateful. I am grateful to these people because had it not been for their guidance, their love, and most importantly, their prayers, I don't know where I would be.
1: I love that. You said they were the physical rocks sent to me when I needed them. Yeah, I love that so much, that visual. I even love your point about, you know, your grandmother. I always say like a praying grandmother will always bring you through. Like I even know that from my experience. Just knowing my grandmother's praying is enough to know. <laughs> it's enough to even affirm that I know. Like even your the verse from Joshua one nine that God is always with me, you know?
0: Yeah. And that makes
1: such that makes such a difference when you have grandparents, parents, friends who will keep you rooted. And God, yeah, it makes such a difference.
0: It really does. And to your point, my grandmother, she not only is a praying grandmother for her grandchildren and her children, but she's kind of like the chief for her village where everyone comes to her. At least that's how it was back in the day when my parents were coming up. And even when I was born, she was the one that everyone in the community went to for prayer. They went to for guidance. When people wanted to get married, they were going to her to get their blessing. I mean, these are people that are not even related to her. And so her prayers are for real. For real, for real. And I I thank God that she's still alive and she is still praying. She hits those knees on the ground, honey, and it'll come through. (laughs) (laughs) Come on, prayer warrior. (laughs) She is a straight up prayer warrior. She is a master guide. She is all of the above, (laughs) sis. She doesn't play games. And I now thank God that I also have a praying husband. I have someone who I know is going to battle for me whether it be in the spiritual, you know, that's all I want it to be. (laughs) I don't want it to be in the physical, but, you know, he has been another rock that God has blessed me with. So I'm again, thankful. I'm thankful to God. Yeah. So very true. So
1: I do want to talk about your graduate school experience And (laughs) I got to hear a little bit about this story and I love it. So I just want the listeners to hear this story too, because you talked about how you wanted to go back to Angola for graduate school, but you ended up going to graduate school in the DC area. So I do want to hear a little bit more about that and how you were able to really secure an opportunity to go to school and afford school and finish and things like that.
0: Yes. So I thought that I would go back home to my country, I, that's what I always thought. I thought I'm going to finish school and I'm out of here, and that that was not what ended up happening. Obviously, I'm still here. We're talking right now. <laughs> when I came back from the job that I had out in uh, Mid America, rural America, if you will, my parents really they encouraged me to go back to school. They were like, I don't think this is the end for you education wise. Why don't you try and figure out some ways? And I thought to myself, Lord, I feel like I've already done the groundwork. I don't want to have to do undergraduate all over again when it came to like having to put all that much work in and, and whatnot. And it's interesting because God had other plans for me. I had a friend who was out here in the DC area. And she was like, maybe you can come and try try something out at my school. I'm like, yeah, but you know my situation, I don't think I'll be able to get any kind of financial aid or any kind of help. And I kind of let that simmer for a bit. And as I was studying, doing my devotions, it just came to me, it came to me. You're gonna go and you're gonna talk. You're gonna talk to the, you'll talk to the president of this university. And if you really want this Ruth, then it's gonna happen. I set a meeting, which was not easy to do, and God allowed it to happen. I remember that on that day, I walked into his office, I looked at him, and I said, I went straight to the point. I said, I do not have a way to pay for my studies. However, I have a profession. I'm great at communications. I'm great at production. I can do something with my hands. I have talent. And he looked at me and he was just like, I know this girl (laughs) and not just walk up in here and say that. And I, I told him I was straight up. I said, I want to go back to school, but I don't have a way to pay for it. And he looked at me and he said, "Okay, Monday, you start. You go to this place, talk to these people and it's done. And before I even walked into his office, Joshua 1.9 is what I had been reading. I had been reciting. I mean, I was walking around my room, like puffing up my chest and reading that thing out loud. I was like, Lord, this is it. This is for me. I was already on campus by that time. And I said, I'm going to do it. I'm going to do it. And I did. I walked up in there. I I pictured myself there because that's all I had. That's All I had left to give. And I didn't even think about what if he says no. Nope, that was not in my plans. I was like, I'm going to sit right here until somebody does something for me. (laughs) And that's exactly what happened. It ended up being that I worked for the department that I worked for, and I absolutely loved every minute of it. I got to study, I was able to get some part time jobs in between because. I could not just live off of going to school for free and they're paying for it and me not getting any money. So I remember I had like two part-time jobs where I was taking care of these young kids and I had to get up super early, like 5 a.m., put those kids on the bus that I would then go to, to the university. I'd work a nine to five. After that, I'd go and pick up another kid, drop him off at school. And then I would go for my classes from like six to 10 and I would do it all over again. And that one, I think it was like about a year and a few months. I was just, I was hustling. I I did not care. I was like, Lord, you gave me this opportunity and I'm going to, I'm going to live it. I'm going to live it. And it was, it was a blessing. It was hard. It was hard, but I saw how God came through for me yet again. And again, I could not let him down. And so that was amazing. And that was another one of my little experiences. (laughs) (laughs) I know, I love that story. So I'm glad I
1: got to hear it again. (laughs) So, in that experience, if you had to summarize, like, what did God teach you or what did you learn from that
0: experience? I'm going to tell you what I learned from that experience and what i learned from god through that experience is that he etched in my heart if i did it once i can do it again and that's exactly what he did and that's what he continues to do for me that that has been a theme in my life god setting the stage for me and saying ruth walk i don't look left i don't look to the right i don't look back i don't look down I don't look up. I look forward and I just go because that's what he tells me to do. Has that been a
1: challenging journey? Like being able to remain in that posture or even
0: like... So it, it has absolutely been challenging, of course, because I'm human. I am only a little Ruth in this big world. And following the commands of a God who you cannot physically see or feel or hear is very challenging. I have lost friends because of my determination. I have lost relationships because of my determination. And I now am able to say that that is all right. That is okay. Because everybody is not going to get the same calling. And one thing that I'm thankful for is the fact that even through my journey, throughout the the different phases, the different levels that I went through and that I continue to go through, I have been able to, by the grace of God, just remain focused. I have, have never really been one to try and debate what God is telling me or try to reason with others about what God is telling me to do. Because again, he's done it before and he shows up in the same ways for me. So that tells me that he's going to do it again. And I think the most hurtful part was losing certain friends, losing certain relationships because of my determination and my faithfulness to God.
1: I do want to hear a little bit more about your new mom, hearing a little bit more about that balance and if you have any advice for, you know, people who are new parents and and working parents and what that has been like.
0: Yes, yeah, so parenthood is a journey that my husband and I prayed for specifically when it came down to when we wanted to have our baby, what we would name the child and around what time the baby would be born and all of that, we wrote it down when we met. And it's amazing what God has done for us. Like All of those things have come to pass. I understand coming from an African background, having an African background, I understand the importance of village. And now more than ever as a mother, I understand just how important it is. We did have our baby during the pandemic, which meant, it cut off my lifeline when it came to a village because we had to be so careful with who we allowed. And when the baby was born, we, we couldn't really have anybody around. And so that was that was tough. So I'll say to the parents who are parenting and welcoming babies during this pandemic, God bless you. God is with you and he will strengthen you like no other. For those of you who are gonna be having babies when we're not in this pandemic, Just look for that village. Who is your village? Who is there for you? And for mothers, take the help. It's okay. You are not supposed to be taking all these burdens all on your own. You've already carried that baby. (laughs) Please (laughs) let somebody help you out. And just finding the balance. My husband has been amazing. He is amazing and he continues to be amazing in this journey because he knows just how passionate I am about my art, just how passionate I am about my business, and also how passionate I am about him and my baby. And so he has really been helping me out with balancing that at times where perhaps my siblings or my parents can't do it. He's been going with me to my sessions where he'll be with the baby and just holding him and making sure he's okay while I'm living out my very best creative life. So it's just been, it's been amazing. Just having to find that balance, do what works for you, And just make sure you're enjoying it because time goes by so fast. And before you know it, it's over.
1: Seeing your journey. And I think even remember what you said earlier about, you know, how God is always there and being of good courage. I think that's for sure, what I'm going to take away from this conversation. And I hope the listeners also will take that away and and many more (laughs) from this (laughs) conversation. I, I definitely appreciate you being here, being open, sharing your stories, sharing what you've learned. You're definitely a wealth of knowledge and wisdom.
0: Thank you so much. And again, I know I've said this offline, but I want to say this one more time to you. Thank you so much for providing a space where people like us, millennials, young people can come and listen to real stories from real people going through similar situations as they are. May God continue to bless you.
1: I hope you enjoyed this episode. You can access the show notes in the description and the transcripts on hustledifferently.com. To make sure you don't miss the next episode, click the subscribe button. Also, I need your help growing this podcast. The two simplest ways you can help are sharing this episode with someone you think would resonate with topics about career and faith and leaving a review in the Apple podcast app. If you do one or both, it would really help me expand my vision for the podcast and help new listeners find the podcast. Thank you for your support.